Hello and welcome to your Divine Uniqueness Show. If you'd like to listen to live episodes and interact with our speakers, you can go to yourdivineuniqueness.com. Your, Y-O-U-R, Divine, D-I-V-I-N-E, Uniqueness, U-N-I-Q-U-E-N-E-S-S.com. Hello everyone, this is Monsef Afkher and thank you so much for joining us today in this new call of Your Divine Uniqueness. Um, really happy to have you with us here today and also very happy to have Jennifer Longmore uh, again on the show. Uh, she's been with us uh, on the show, um, it was last year, uh, a few seasons ago, and really, I, I really love the energy that she brought and the messages um, that, that she shared with us. It was really, really powerful. We had a lot of fun and also the information, it was um, very profound, like helping us to uh, really take responsibility of, of our life and embrace our, our mastery because it's us, we, we, we are creating our reality and we are responsible of bringing uh, our light and uh, sharing, sharing it with ourselves when in, within our own experience and also sharing it uh, with people around us and the world. And really, I, I really love the message uh, that Jennifer uh, shares with, with the world and really the wonderful work that, she, that she's doing in, 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 in this awakening time. So yeah, it's, uh, it's such a joy and also an honor to have her with us today on the call. And uh, just for those of you who are not familiar with her, um, she is uh, North America's Soul Purpose expert, internationally acclaimed host of Soul Purpose Central, uh, three times best-selling author and leading expert on the Akashic uh, on Akashic Records. And today we will be talking about living uh, a soul-aligned life with the Akashic records and yeah so as always we will have a QA uh later on the call where you can connect and ask uh jennifer your questions and uh, yeah just a reminder uh you can do that by um by raising your hand if you are on the phone or the web call by pressing uh star two and for those of you on the webcast page you can type in your questions on the question um question box Wonderful. So, um, yeah, I will just share with you, um, like a little bit, like a brief bio, uh, about Jennifer before we start our discussion. So, um, as I said, Jennifer Longmore, uh, is North America's sole purpose expert, internationally acclaimed host of Soul Purpose Central and three times best-selling author. Uh, she is world renowned for her laser-like clarity in seeing into the depths of your soul and bridging your connection to universal consciousness. She is a leading expert on Akashic Records and has served thousands of souls as founder of the Soul Journeys School for Akashic Studies and the Soul Journeys Method. For more than 15 years, she has served clients in permanently shifting the limiting beliefs and patterns that prevent them from being who they really are so they so that they can live their most abundant aligned and accelerated souls journey with over 30,000 soul purpose sessions including the who's who of actors professional athletes uh, CEOs of leading companies and other influential luminaries Jennifer continues to offer these high-level sessions to souls uh, who are really committed to shine their light. Uh, 
And uh, yeah, so with that, Jennifer, uh, really thank you for, for joining us again on the show. Very happy to have thank you Thank you for having me. Uh, wonderful. Um, yeah, uh, uh, as I said, like I, I really love your message and work you're doing, and also the energy you 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 bring. It's it's so powerful, very profound, and also like uh, uh, it's you create this this uh, this space where we have fun and also really transformative. So I really love that. Mm. And um, so so as I said, we'll talk, we are we are talking about living a soul aligned life with the Akashic mm -hmm. uh, records, and. And in the beginning, I just want, because we talked about the Akashic Records uh, the last time, but just maybe for, for if there are some of our audience who are not yet familiar with it, I want if you can uh, share with us a little bit uh, what it is and how it can help us. Maybe if you have some examples about that. Absolutely. I think it's fascinating, too, that we're talking about this right on the heels of a Mercury retrograde and a very powerful new moon for this year. So <laughs> buckle up, everyone. You're in for a ride. Uh, so the Akashic Records, you know, when people hear that word, when they're meant to really pursue it, there's there's a peaked curiosity at the very minimum that happens for folks when they hear that. And oftentimes I hear people get emotional or they just have an insatiable need to learn more and they feel pulled in. And that's because the Akashic Records hold the wisdom of our soul. When we open our records, whether someone does it for us or whether we learn to do it ourselves, we feel an immense amount of alignment and connection, like a deep, deep homecoming where we we have that feeling of, ah, oh, there I am. That's me. That, that feeling of total alignment and completion and wholeness. And so imagine having access to that all the time simply by learning how to open your own records or having someone do that for you. I would, of course, recommend having learning how to do it yourself because it would get quite costly over time if you went and did that every day with yeah. folks. But basically, the records hold the blueprint of your soul. It holds all of the... Uh, the, the map that you made for yourself in this lifetime about what you want to learn, how you want to contribute, uh, who's going to best help you, i.e. your parents or your siblings or your teachers or whomever, who's going to best help you learn these lessons, why you chose certain health conditions, why you chose the body you did and the color of skin and the religion or the area of the world you're born in, all of those things and how those are a contribution to you discovering who you really are and then sharing that with the world, which is what our purpose is. It also holds any information from the past that uh, dictates why we show up the way we do in this lifetime, whether it seems good or bad, because there's really no such thing, but it helps us get deeper understanding about why certain patterns persist, uh, you know, what we're here to do, we can access it for divine guidance. It's really, really powerful, and it's an infinite document. So we don't want to spend all of our time in there because we would never possibly be able to gather even an iota of information from that because it's such a vast document yeah. of energetic imprints. Well, wonderful. And, uh, yeah, so, so as you said, like, it, it really gives us, like, lots of information and guidance and also the clarity about our life purpose and the different areas of our life. And as you said, like we can't like get all the information, and there there, there is sometimes mm -hmm. we, sometimes we have a feeling like uh, when we talk about like awakening ascension, like it's like we want to reach like maybe a high level if we can call it that way. 
so quickly and we want to get all the information right now. But sometimes like in it depends on, on our path and where we are in our path, like we are not always ready to receive all the information, like each step we need some kind of inf information. So um, what is your perspective about that? Um, well, sometimes, you know, when we're spiritual beings, as we are, and we really go down that path, it becomes uh, maybe a conscious or an unconscious compulsion to continue diving into who we are and why we do what we do and why we're not moving forward. Mm -hmm. And it can, we, we've got to learn how to balance that so that we're not using our spiritual tools like the Akashic Records to serve as an energy of distraction, right? Because we can go down a rabbit hole. We can ask, we can find a hundred layers minimum as to why we still haven't healed our relationship with our mother, for example. I hear that a lot. Oh, I thought I already dealt with this. And yes, we yeah. did. But there's always going to be layers. We still have to learn how to live our life and work through our stuff simultaneously and use it as an adjunct to living a soul aligned life, learning how to clear blocks that keep us from being in awareness, that hold us in illusions that don't serve, that keep us in Groundhog Day, right, where we're chasing our tail and we're constantly repeating the same patterns. That's the kind of stuff we want to get at. We don't need to go in there just for curiosity because then it takes us away from living the day-to-day -day reality of our life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, because as you said, like, it's, it's a tool and what is important it's is our human experience and how we can like uh merge like our divinity with our human aspects and create create this um how to say maybe a magical life and magical experience so maybe the focus is about like uh our exper our life experiences then uh gathering like so many information mhm mm yeah if we can wake up every day and say okay well how can I be a contribution to others today? How can I allow others to be a contribution to me? How can I add more meaning to my life and share that with mm -hmm. the world? If those are the only three questions we ask every day, that's a good life. If that's what's mm -hmm. driving us at the beginning of every day. But we don't need to know why someone, you know, didn't say thank you when we gave them a gift. Like some people can really go down <laughs> the rabbit hole yeah. like this to all the whys. And whys are probably the worst questions we can be asking as far as living a purpose-aligned life because why literally throws us into a washing machine. We hit the spin button and we just keep spinning and spinning and spinning because the a question that begins with why never really answers itself. It's kind of like yeah. saying, why did so-and-so break up with me? Even if they tell us why, we don't really know if that's the reason. And even if we hear the truth, we're still questioning it and looking at different angles and hypothesizing and, you know, all that kind of catastrophizing. We just, our mind takes over. Questions that begin with what and how are the best questions to live a soul-aligned life because we're asking things like, you know, what uh, what can I release in order to have more of X? What can I create in order to have less of this? How can I become yeah. more of this? How can I stop doing this? Those kind of questions are going to actually yield the answers that give us the results that we want to be receiving in our lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really love that. And uh, I really like, like what, what, what you said because sometimes like uh, as we walk this path and like we heal and release and really we, we are uh, really expanding 
and connection with our truth. And sometimes when we share our message with, with others and our truth, like we have this expectation that how it will be received by them. But uh, like, uh, like you said, maybe you gave just a simple ex uh, example of why others don't say thank you when we give them a gift. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's it's uh, where, where the focus like need need to go. Like it's about sharing our message, or maybe like uh, like like making us change the way that we that we want instead of just allowing them to have their their own experience. Mm -hmm. Well, we when we want to deflect from living our own purpose, we'll often focus on why other people are doing what they're doing. Because as long as we're focusing on other people, we don't have to focus on ourselves. And mm -hmm. there's a time and a place to try and gain understanding. Certainly, if we have a really painful relationship with a parent, it's it's certainly a contribution to us and our healing to find out what soul contracts may be there from other lifetimes or, you know, just any insight that we may not have had as a child when we formed those initial memories and perceptions of our relationship with our parent, for example, but trying to figure out why they do what they do and so on. First of all, it's not really an integrity, right? The guides are not going to give information about that because we haven't had that person's permission to go into their soul purpose or into their um, soul records, right? It's like a diary and it has a key and a lock and um, it's not in divine alignment to be accessing information that someone hasn't given us permission to. And I know everyone listening, including myself, would be, really offended if <laughs> we found out that people were poking around in our information and not asking us if it was okay to do that first. Yeah. And um, additionally, when we're focusing on other people, we have a misdirected sense of purpose. Sometimes we want to solve the mystery of what's the purpose of my life or, you know, what are my divine gifts and talents and how am I supposed to share them? But we misdirect that sense of solving a puzzle or solving a mystery into really just trying to figure out everyone else. And that doesn't mm -hmm. really serve us, right? It just keeps us, again, yeah. spinning and um, not really focusing on what we're here to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I really totally agree with you and uh, love what you shared. And uh, yeah, so, so so we just like shared about like we have this this uh, this desire that we, we want to have more clarity about how we can serve, how what we can share, and our purpose, and also the the decisions that we make in in our uh, daily life that will serve uh, like our mm -hmm. our highest path and serve our purpose. So how? Mm -hmm. uh, how maybe the Akashic records can help us in, in this and like how to know if, if the guidance and the information that we are receiving, like it's, it's coming <laughs> from our guides or we just, we are just creating this. Exactly. Oh my goodness. I have so many people ask that question and in my system, at least I can't speak to other people's trainings because I haven't taken them, but in my system, I help people identify what is your spiritual language? How do you receive information and how do you learn how to trust it? Because the tool is only as effective as your ability to understand the way in which the information is coming through. That being said, some people like to left brain the, themselves through the world and they want to wait for empirical evidence to justify intuitive guidance, right? So, for example, we, and this has happened to me too, right? So I'm, I'm guilty of it as well, where I might get this intuitive hit that, oh, I really shouldn't go down this street. I should go down this street instead. But my curiosity, 
which killed the cat, <laughs> says, well, why don't you go and turn left and find out why you had that feeling that you shouldn't go down that street, right? And then we go down that street yeah. and go, ah, oh, traffic jam, <laughs> now I'm here for eight hours. <laughs> and, uh, we do that all the time, though. We get an intuitive yeah. hit that someone's not going to be you know, a good friend to us, but we still tell them all of our secrets. And then we go, why did they tell all my secrets to people? I didn't want them to tell my secrets. Or, you know, any host of things, right? Because yeah. we're trained to justify ourselves. We're trained to justify our existence. We're trained to justify our thoughts. And that starts at a very young young age when it's things like, who do you think you're talking to, young lady or young man? Why did you do that? Why are you coloring outside the lines? Why, 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 why? And we learn very young to constantly question our judgment, constantly question our sense of self, and, um, you know, feel the need to prove and justify every thought, deed, word, and action before we're legitimate, before our existence is legitimate, and before our life and the meaning of our life is legitimized. Mm-hmm. So we come by it honestly, and... We've got to learn how to give ourselves permission to honor the hit without waiting for the evidence. Because what I know for sure, and I know everyone listening can agree with me if you think about examples, where the evidence didn't appear until after we honored the hit. You know, I can think of team members that I let go of. Uh, It doesn't happen a lot, but I've had to let people go because I just had a feeling that something wasn't adding up and that there were some integrity issues. And then it wasn't until after I let them go that everything came to the surface and clients started coming forward saying, hey, I had this experience with your team member or, you know, I find out things didn't get done that I was told got done, things like that. And so I wouldn't have been able to come forward until I, you know, decided to finally take action. So we have to be willing to do that even though we can't prove to anyone why we know what we know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I really love that. And yeah, some, sometimes, like if if the decision, like it's 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 only related to only uh, only us. Maybe it's it's easier to follow that. But when we are with others, and this is something that we co-create, uh, maybe it, it it needs like more confidence and trust in in ourselves to share this. Mm-hmm. And also, maybe it takes me sometimes to do this until like uh, I felt like confidence to just tell others. Uh, I I want to do this because I feel I had to, or uh, I feel I don't uh, I don't need to do this. Uh, and really, they they don't get it. But uh, it's not about like proving to others that uh, this is work. Because as you said, sometimes the evidence comes after we take actions, or or we don't take some kind of actions. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I really love that. And. Uh, yeah so 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 um so again about about uh like receiving the guidance and the clarity about mm-hmm. taking the decisions uh mm-hmm. like how we can how we can establish this uh this connection and connect with our guides and the akashic uh records yeah it has to start with uh a higher level intention, right? I call it the meta, macro, and micro levels of decision making. So we first have to know, we first have to be willing to allow it in and decide that we're going to let it in. Some people feel like they're bad and some people hold a lot of shame around connecting with the records because they received religious imprinting that all of this kind of stuff was bad. It was the devil's work. 
uh, whatever programming people have around it. So we have to really know and understand what our programming is and why we want to go in there in the first place. Are we doing it just because we're curious or are we doing it because we actually want to create alignment and receive divine guidance and healing and learn how to manifest more effectively to really create a juicy life? And it's okay if we have that programming. Uh, the irony is, by the way, that the Akashic Records are referenced in all kinds of religious texts under different names. But um, it's it's not a new concept, right? It's an ancient concept. Mm-hmm. And yet there's a lot of shame around how we should be connecting with source and what protocols we should follow and what hierarchies we should abide by and so on. Mm-hmm. And um and so we have to be willing to at least suspend that temporarily. We don't have to believe the Akashic Records and we don't have to believe that, but we at least need to be open to possibilities. And um, the other piece that people really, I've learned, the, the more people have, uh, the more people are really bungled up in knots around their relationship with God, Creator, Source, Universe, whatever your term is, the more challenging it is to read the records because it comes from the same source. So the more niggly boos you have around connecting with mm-hmm. source, the more you're going to have with the records. And so even if you're hearing it as plain as day and it couldn't be any more clear what's coming through, if you have a really distorted relationship with source, it's going to be much more challenging to allow that information in. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it certainly mm-hmm. will be more of an uphill battle. And then we've got to, um, you know, set the intention that we're connecting with our record keepers and we're connecting in from a place of love and grace. We don't want to go in from a place of urgency. We don't want to be attached to answers. We don't want to be irritated or any host of other emotions that are not in more of a spacious, soulful kind of approach to connecting with our guides, right? This is our sacred text. This is our sacred soul's diary. We want to give thought to how do we want to show up when we're accessing that information. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, I really love that, and and also uh, we, I, I want if if we can talk about the aspects of uh, of surrender, because like sometimes uh, we receive the guidance, but um, maybe we have some resistance toward it if if it's out of our comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how like. Like uh, maybe uh, how uh, how much it's it's really important to have this this uh, uh, like being able to, to surrender to the guidance that we receive uh, mm-hmm. because like we don't see the the big Im- the, the whole image and we don't have the, all the evidence like uh, like beforehand. Mm-hmm. That's a great question. You know, even when people come to me for answers, and I have a client right now that I'm working with on this. For about two years, she's kind of asking the same questions over and over again, and she's now come up with probably a hundred different reasons why she can't move forward with her business and serving her clients. And she's made no money. She doesn't want to have. She doesn't want to get a job. She doesn't uh, want to do anything to let people know she exists, and she keeps coming up with reasons why she can't launch her coaching program. Right. So it's obviously not about that. She's spending way more energy gathering excuses. And being the excuse collector, kind of like the bone collector, right? But she's the excuse mm-hmm. collector instead of just taking action. And we've literally dissected every possible angle, past life, you know, imprint, hooks, cords, uh, just all kinds of things. And at some point, we have to be willing to acknowledge that maybe now is not the right time to focus on something. 
right? Do I, are my excuses more important to me than, um, you know, the outcome that I want? Because no amount of divine guidance is going to make someone move forward if they're highly resistant to moving forward. It's just the way it is. Now, certainly energy can be cleared and perspectives can shift and things can be reframed and people can receive all kinds of things they need. But if they're highly resistant, that means they actually haven't decided to move forward. So that's why I go back to the decision. We have to decide, right? It's kind of like quitting smoking. We can be willing to quit smoking, but until we decide we're actually going to do it and set a date, willingness is at least you know, a good start, but it doesn't mean we quit smoking just from being willing to, right? So this person is willing to consider the possibility of one day possibly maybe kind of, if I think about it and I feel like I'm in the mood, opening a business and serving clients, right? But she hasn't actually decided to do that because once we decide, everything lines up to support that decision. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh I really loved how, how you described this because, like many times, we have this this resistance, and also like from my uh, my own experience, like I have this resistance. But one, once I decide to focus like on the guidance and this, the solution, like really like the, the flow, it, it it really starts like things start to flow uh, when I change my 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 decision and my focus. So it's mm-hmm. it's really about us, like because there is like. Like uh, there's divine will, but also there is like our uh, free will, and mm-hmm. whether to accept the, the guidance or or not, or just to resist it. So um, yeah, and it's okay yeah. if we don't, because sometimes we change our minds. Sometimes yes. it, it's just like intuitive um, downloads, right? Like ideas that we get. Oh, I should write a book on this, or oh, I should you know start a podcast, or I should do whatever. And then life gets in the way and things change and things that once, you know, were really lit up all of a sudden feel like maybe a six out of ten, right? And so we table them until we're ready to really move forward. It's the same kind of thing with the records. We don't need to make ourselves right or wrong for taking in the guidance and acting on it or not acting on it. We simply need to, at the end of the day, and you mentioned this at the beginning of the call, take responsibility for what we're choosing because we do have free will. And we are powerful co-creators. So whatever we're creating, whether we like it or not, we are creating that. And part of the the blessing of the records is to go in and create a new reality if and when we're willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's that's really powerful. And uh, yeah, I have one more question because before uh, inviting our audience to ask theirs, mm-hmm. uh, it's. Uh, like when when we receive uh the guidance and we still have some fears because we are we are in the path of releasing that and and uh and healing like we have resistance and at the same time we feel like if we don't follow this uh the guidance like we may miss something uh mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah so it's <laughs> like maybe if i want to know your perspective about that and if about the opportunities if if they are endless mm. of, of of if we miss something, it's that's it. We we miss it like uh, maybe forever yeah. or something like. I really love that question. Well, we are always creating, right? And we're always having opportunities presented to us based on our willingness to allow things in. So the the more we're willing to upgrade what we call in, the more that that shows up. And when we really understand the divine nature of abundance, right? And we understand that opportunities are not missed opportunities. That there's an endless supply. 
and abundance of opportunities available to us, then we don't feel the pressure to make decisions. That's when we start going down the rabbit hole of I'm right or I'm wrong and therefore I'm a good girl or I'm a bad boy because I listened or I didn't listen, right? There's a lot of that stuff that unconsciously drives us. And yes, there are times where there's kind of a sweet spot where something's not likely to come around again. What I work with with folks is how to make good decisions with the support of the record keepers, which is, and it's really, it's a really simple formula. So we want to say, okay, well, what's the short term and long, what's the short term cause and effect if I pass this opportunity, right? And can I live with that? So if I say no to this opportunity, can I live with it? If the answer is yes in the short term, then we want to kind of put a check beside it. Then we say, okay, what's the long-term cause and effect if I pass up this opportunity? Can I live with that? And if we can, then that's all that really matters. If we can sleep at night mm-hmm. and we can feel good about the decisions we make, even if there's a little tiny niggly at that moment, mm-hmm. right? Because we do want to be able to say yes to everything. There's so many great opportunities in the world, and the reality is we don't have the bandwidth for all of it. So we have to have higher filters and we have to upgrade our filters about what am I saying yes to and what sounds interesting, but what's not for me, right? I get invited to all kinds of telesummits and so on. And I say yes to very few because it has to feel good in my body or else it's just, I'm not going to be able to show up the same way. Not because I don't Mm -hmm. want to, right? But it's just, it has to feel aligned. And there's a lot of interesting topics out there. It's just that I only have the bandwidth to really align with the ones that are a full body yes in my body because I'm doing all kinds of other things, right? That's just an example. Would I like to be able to say yes to all of them? For sure. But I have to honor, you know, what my filters are. And sometimes we don't do that. And and that's actually one of the cool things that the Akashic Records does for us is it helps us get really clear on, well, what is my purpose and where should I be focusing my energy? Where's the most aligned places to put my energy? Who are the most aligned relationships to call in? What are the most aligned activities, like day-to-day basic things? You know, some people, for example, make themselves wrong because they don't meditate every day. I don't meditate every day. I don't like meditation. It annoys me. I don't have the personality for meditation. I have my own variation of meditation, but I don't follow um you know, different meditations, does that make me wrong because I'm a spiritual person and I don't meditate? No, it's not my language. So I don't focus on things and try to expend the amount of energy I would have to to, to find a way to like meditation, <laughs> right? So yeah. I do it yeah. in different ways. Um, yeah. That's just an example. But then there's also other ways that we spend our energy that we can use the records to illustrate to us what's a good use of our energy expenditure and what is not the most aligned way. And when we can upgrade all of those filters, we can feel much better about the divine guidance we receive because we know it's actually in support of where we're choosing to go and we're calling in the record keepers to make it happen. We don't answer to them. They work for us. They're part of our dream team. They help us bring our dreams alive. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's that's really powerful. Um, yeah, it's, it's really about honoring ourselves and uh, honoring like uh, our uniqueness like we don't need to be like everyone else it's we are here to bring what is unique uh, about us and uh, yeah so i really love what what you shared and mm-hmm. um yeah jennifer i would love if we can take uh, some questions from the audience if you are open to that oh of course yes i would love to <laughs> great so yeah so everyone uh if you are on the phone or on the web call you can raise your hand by pressing star 2 
to ask your question. And for those of you on the webcast page, you can type in your question uh, there on the uh, on the question box. All right, so uh, we have uh, a caller from Toronto, phone number ending mm -hmm. with 3109. Hello? Yes, hello, this is Catherine. Can you hear me well? Yes, we hear you very Thanks so much for taking my call, Monster. Hello, oh, Jennifer. Hi. Hi. Um, so my question to you would be something like this. Uh, what would uh, what I, I would like to receive from my Akashic Records, what would be the most uh, vital information at this transitional time in my life? Um, okay. And... And uh, around that, it would be like, you know, uh, what uh, what what are the elements that uh, um, may be hindering anything or needing to be let go? And, and in order for me to jump into a new timeline, and what would okay. this time, timeline look like? Uh, oh, okay. Who would it involve? <laughs> Okay. Well, you have one question. So, which the one? What's the one that's most important to you right now? Um, I, I guess it would be uh, jumping into my timeline and uh, how how that transition looks like. Okay. And what do you mean by timeline? Well, it, I do feel like a, a big chapter of my my life uh, has been coming to a close. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't feel like I'm quite into kind of that uh, certain newness that I feel uh, rising within me. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of in between, and uh, I know it's an important uh, time to, to, to live fully. Um, uh-huh. So... Okay. Yeah. Well, what's going on for you? Because there's a whole bunch of raveled up energy in your chest, and all I'm just seeing is a bunch of chaos and indecision. I actually can't even permeate that energy. So what's going on? Oh. Um, well, I mean... I don't mean, what, like, just in general, right? Like yes, how, yes. What's mm -hmm. going on in your life that that mm -hmm. would be, of all the things I could be picking up on, what would be creating that in you? Okay. Um, I mean, from my perspective, I'm, I'm trying to take uh, things as they come uh, one step mm -hmm. at a time. Um, mm -hmm. You know, in, in relation to the work that I'm doing right now, the part-time work that I'm doing right now, um, there are other people that are involved and there are things that need to be put in place. And, and I do sense intuitively that, and I also see it, some some chaos there. Um, mm. and I okay. I'm trying to I'm trying to kind of uh stand anchored in within myself and do the work that uh I'm, you know, needing to do, which uh -huh. obviously involves other people. Um so I, I, I pick up on that. Um and okay. uh, the yeah, the the other thing is just uh you know, just my genetic family uh, sort of dynamics that are there, and I'm just kind of trying to dance with it uh, while uh -huh. keeping in mind, in mind that I really uh, see kind of a new a new life uh, pointing, uh, you know, mm -hmm. for me. 
So mm-hmm. I don't know if that relates to the chaos that you're picking up. Well, what's coming through, and you kind of just described it, is that you are responding to the world rather than setting the tone and having the world respond to you. That's a paradigm shift that needs to happen, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're picking up on all these other energies and you're – so basically at the core of all this, what they're showing me is a very young baby that came into the world and went, oh, my goodness, what did I sign up for? And you have spent your entire life trying to figure out how to be the best chameleon possible to fit into every situation and try and respond to what other people, the tone that other people are setting. You haven't actually been given permission. And now, of course, you can do it in adulthood, but we don't always remember that, right? That it's okay for you to set the tone and require people to respond to you. So part of why you're so tired all the time, and I'm being shown you're tired all the time, and I'm talking Mm -hmm. like on a soul level tired, is because Mm -hmm. You're constantly trying to figure out what other people need from you and how to respond accordingly. That gets exhausting over time. So at some point, you're going to have to put your foot down and say, okay, enough. This way of doing things worked for me when I was young because we develop really sophisticated coping mechanisms when we're kids, right? (laughs) Because we do our best that we can. Now, that coping mechanism has come with you, and it did work for a long time, but now you're so exhausted and I always look at, well, what's the question behind the question? And your real question is, how can I finally live my life on my terms, give myself permission to live my purpose without having to factor in everyone else's opinions and thoughts and the ones I haven't even heard of and how do I prepare for those and all that kind mm-hmm. of thinking. Mm-hmm. And that that's the jumbled energy, right? Try, tying mm-hmm. yourself in knots, trying to figure out what everyone needs from you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it has to start there because you're going to have, and this is very strongly coming true, your purpose is very clear and part of why you're distracted with all this other stuff is because you're no, you know you're meant to be here as a big healer, right? And really serve a lot of people. And so getting tied up in these knots keeps you from doing that. You want to have permission to put yourself out in the world and do this work and you don't know how to be supported because you're so used to making it about everyone else and not having people make it about you. And when we are here to do big things, we need to feel safe enough to allow in support and know the support is going to be there for us and actually have the capacity to hold space. So does this make sense as you're hearing this? Oh, totally, 100%. Yeah. 100%. So if if you can take anything from this, well, first of all, you know, you already know what your purpose is. I know that you know that. Um, but well, it, it's about doing the work, whether it be in by yourself, like, you know, your own chakra balancing or whatever you want to do, or working in the records or working with someone else, but really making that paradigm shift of making you a priority, and then everything else lines up to support that. You you say to me, I I already know what my purpose is, and uh, I've often felt that because it's quite large, I have a Mm -hmm. difficulty in, in narrowing down in terms of day to day, okay, what mm-hmm. what what is the channel that I could go into? What what really can can I do uh to serve uh you know as that big healer that you're uh referring to? Because I, I, okay. I feel with my soul that there's so many aspects of me. Yeah. Well you have to choose. Life doesn't happen to you. You make it happen and you require the universe and the Akashic Record Keepers to support you in what you're choosing. 
right? So when you operate from a paradigm of I'm going to get it right or I'm going to get it wrong, that creates a lot of limitation. And your only two options out of a universe of infinite possibilities is I'm either right or I'm wrong. There's no motivation in that. Right? There's nothing exciting or motivating or compelling about living a life from a place of I'm either right or I'm wrong. When we decide that we only have two ways of being in the world, then it shuts off all of those trillions of other possibilities and we can't hear anything else. Right? We can't be open to any other possibilities. I'm not just saying this to you. I'm saying this for everyone because you're being the gift and being the surrogate for the question that everyone has. Right? So when you're willing to drop like when you're willing to suspend any uh, conclusions you've made about why something is or isn't happening, you're just pressing pause. And in that pause moment, you're allowing other creative solutions or creative opportunities to drop in that didn't have the space to drop in before. Because mm-hmm. Akashic Records, Reiki, Angel Card Readings, Acupuncture, Reflexology, I don't care what it is. They're all wonderful, by the way. Um, those are just tools. It's not, your purpose isn't about the tools you use. It's about the vibration you're holding and how you share that with other people and the containers you create for being a model of what else is possible for people to live their soul aligned life. The tools are great. And yes, you'll be feeling strongly towards one than the other. Uh, you may have a whole repertoire, but it's not even about the tools. The tools are just a three-dimensional way for you to say, oh, I should go talk to Jennifer because she does Akashic Records. But what happens harmonically and what's happening right now is beyond words, right? There's there's a harmonic exchange. There's a frequency exchange. That's what matters, not the tool. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, my my, uh, my last point is just to get back to what you said um, that I've been responding to the world rather than setting the tone and having the world respond to me. Um, yeah. How uh, how would I be able to shift from that to that? I do have that awareness. Uh, how do mm-hmm. I shift from that to that? For some people, it is, and I'm just speaking to the whole audience, right, so everyone can benefit yes. from the answer. Yes. Most of us have some sort of vow of servitude from another lifetime. If you're drawn to even hearing this talk about the Akashic Records, you've probably had many lifetimes in some sort of spiritual leader capacity, in which case we have some misidentified and misapplied understandings of what it means to be a healer, what it means to be of service. And tied into that means we have to put everyone before ourselves. Maybe we have vows of poverty. Maybe we have vows of chastity. And all of those impact the way we live life now because a vow is a permanent sort of imprint in our soul's energy, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that being said, um, for you, you want to be tuning in and just evaluating. This is for everyone, actually. Where am I feeling the need to put people first before myself? And where can I require more people? Because the deeper and more entrained the servitude is, the harder it is to attract people that can serve you. So, for example, when you go get to get your hair done, your person that does your hair is going to be telling you all of their problems rather than holding space for you. When you go to get a massage, people are going to be saying, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but, and vomiting all of their personal problems on you rather than holding the container for you. Those are just some examples, right? But there's all kinds of ways where we find ourselves feeling guilty for making it all about us. And when we try to go and make it about us, we attract people that just don't have the capacity. They might for other people, but for us, they don't. So 
Mm-hmm. Those are clues to let us know, oh, I need to actually require more of people. It's okay for me to put myself first. It's okay for me to make myself a priority for a change. And that's a lifelong journey. That's not a destination, right? Mm-hmm. It's something that we do and we're here to serve other people. It's something that we have to, you know, just keep focusing on and making sure we're committed to also that being of high service also means being of high service to ourselves. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. 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 So I'm sure that there's all kinds of other people um, mm-hmm. jumping at the bit now hearing all of this information. Oh, yes, yes. So I appreciate you bringing these questions forward. And that's at Thank least you. a starting point, right? We're not going to, um, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. So this is meant to kind of point you in the right direction. And then, you know, you can see what feels right for you and where you want to take it from here. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much for thank calling you. in. Thank you. Um, thank you. Wow, that was that was really powerful. Thank you, um, Jennifer. <laughs> You're welcome. Really the information you brought it's it's really uh, something that is meant to be heard by by everyone. Yeah. And, uh, I had to learn that a long time ago. By the way, I when I first really started doing this work, I was getting woken up at all hours of the day or all hours of the yeah. night. I should say I was astral traveling all over God's green acre. And I had people coming to visit me for readings, you know, doing astral traveling. And they would email me and say, I think I visited you in my dream last night. I was just working all the time. I was exhausted. And I finally went into my records and I'm like, okay, what is going on? This is bizarre. I can't, this is not sustainable. And that's when I heard from them, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically we work for you. Like you have these old paradigm beliefs that there's a hierarchy in the universe and there's a certain chain of command you have to follow to get information and so on. No, we're here in support of you. We meet you halfway. You have to invite us in, but it's okay for for you to set, you know, time frames that you're willing to receive downloads. It's okay to say, let me sleep. It's okay to, you know, all of these things. That's when I really started to learn, oh, and that was part of the servitude, by the way, right? Like, oh, I have to just be serving all the time. I'm a healer. I'm not a good healer, and I'm not working well on behalf of the universe if I'm not available 24-7. We have all of these, you know, funny constructs. So I had to really peel those layers back, and um, then I realized, oh, this is this is a big issue. Like, most of us have some very... Um, misidentified understandings of how the universe supports us and how much support we can actually call in. Sometimes we feel like, oh, I can only call in a little bit because I've had my turn or I've already had three good things happen this month. I can't possibly allow it anymore, right? We have these rules that we don't even realize are there. Yeah, absolutely wonderful. Thank you. Thank you again, Jennifer. (laughs) Yeah, we have uh, Alwell from Berlin. Uh, he, he says, hi, Jennifer. Uh, why uh, am I as human still hiding? Is it ancestral binding or uh, bodhisattvic vow or fear of exposure? Thank you. Mm, yeah. Wow, that's a great question. Uh, first of all, just to normalize, and I say that in quotations, your experience, it's so common for healers to hide. Right? Visibility is a huge issue, and we manifest uh, some three-dimensional ways of doing that just for everyone listening so you kind of know, okay, maybe I'm hiding. You at least ask the question, right? doesn't mean it's true. Uh, We use our body for that, so we'll gain excess weight. 
we will become so busy with busy work and we want to tell everyone how busy we are, (laughs) but it's really just a relief that we're so busy that we kind of (laughs) can't really be seen and we're flying under the radar, right? Uh, The other thing I mentioned, which is getting way too immersed in other people's stuff and basically acting like, you know, ambulance attendant and driving our ambulance around and doing the 911, putting out fires and emergencies kind of way of being. So, What can happen is, anyways, we find misdirected ways to feel purposeful when we're hiding because we're afraid. And we always want to, yes, there'll be present life stuff that happens that makes us want to hide for sure. And there's a a myriad of examples, but certainly that is only compounded by the cellular memory that already exists from other lifetimes. And one of them can be, and in your case, to answer your question, is the fear of exposure. So, uh, and especially when we're just trying to be ourselves and people lie and hang us out to dry, so to speak, and expose us for being a fraud or expose us for being out of integrity or expose us for being, um, you know, a snake doctor or whatever we want to call it, right, when it's actually not true. So, it, the more risky it feels to put ourselves out in the world, the more we will contract. What happens is we feel guilty. We go down the blame, shame, judge judgment game because we feel like we're a bad person and we're a bad healer and we're, you know, I could go on and on, right? Because we still have this compelling need to live our purpose and we're torn because we don't want to hide. We just want to find a way to feel safe in the world. And that starts with first deciding that it's safe enough for us to be on this planet and that we're welcome to be on this planet. Most people have one foot in and one foot out on this planet because they either weren't made to feel welcome, they were um, told a birth story that made it seem like they weren't really all that interested in being here or that we weren't welcome to be joining our family or that we were a burden or that we almost killed our mother during childbirth. There's all kinds of things we're told as kids. And, um, And so when we're not feeling like we're entirely welcome to be here, And then on top of that, we have some past life trauma. It becomes very easy to hide. I mean, really, what's our option if we don't feel safe and we don't feel welcome, right? Of course, we're going to hide. It's just a natural response. So that's the kind of stuff that the Akashic Records can definitely heal. But to answer your question, exposure is the one that lit up the strongest is something that's requiring your attention right now. So hopefully that helps for you. Wonderful. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. And, uh, You're yeah, maybe, uh, also like, because like, uh, as healers, uh, and, and, uh, and leaders, because their purpose is, is to, uh, is to help, uh, facilitate the change because they are bringing something new that is maybe new to others or not yet mm-hmm. embraced by, by them. It's, maybe it's okay to, to feel, uh, to, to be different and to show up, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, and, and like, and also to be okay that not all people will 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 uh, will embrace like our message like uh, uh-huh. but the focus is to serve people who are open to that and uh, yeah mhm and absolutely that's such a great point mm-hmm. wonderful thank you thank you again jennifer and uh, thank you alwell for for your guest question um yeah we would love to hear your feedback if you are still live with us you can just type in type in your feedback and uh Let's take, uh, let's invite another caller. Uh, I love these questions, by the way. That's the thing about the record. Yeah, really so beautiful ones. is they yeah. elicit really great questions and people want to go mm-hmm. deep, right? It's not like a psychic reading yeah. where we're like, oh, what's going to happen to me next month? It's <laughs> like, let's go deep and find out, you know, yeah. this particular stuff. 
Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, so, so we have a caller from Whitehall, uh, phone number ending with 2094. Hi. 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 What is your name? Hi, this is Destiny. Thank you so much, Man for for answering my oh, call. You're welcome. Hi. I am, I feel like right now, my biggest block is that I'm afraid to step fully into my power. Mm. And I think that part of that, and I, and I have an idea which lifetime that, that is from as well. Oh. Um, yeah, I think it may be from Lemuria because it has taken me a lot to actually want to even hear about Lemuria mm -hmm. and my lifetime there. Yeah, it's so interesting because just before you came on the call, I kept feeling like we were, I didn't even know you were coming forward, right? But I kept hearing that we were going to be talking about Lemuria and that a lot of visibility and personal power stuff starts in Atlantis and Lemurian times and that I would want to talk about that and then you bring this up. So that's really fascinating. Wow, that's really cool. So, um, well, what I'm hearing is it's time to let go of the guilt about what happened and what didn't happen during that time. And that you're taking on more responsibility than what was actually yours to take on. Does that make sense? I don't really, I mean, I don't know bit by bit what, you know, mm -hmm. what, but yeah, it's making me cry. I'm crying. Yeah, I know. That's why. We don't always have to know the answers, right? We are, our human brain thinks we have to know. Sometimes it's enough to just let it go and have that you know, kind of higher level understanding. But when we have an emotional response like what you're having now, that's the truth, right? Our body will always have a visceral response and a lot of times an emotional response when we're finally really like connecting in with the truth and then releasing that trauma. So that's this great. This literally just came up a couple of days ago. Like I knew it. Yeah. I knew it was Lemuria. Like somebody could just bam, <laughs> right upside yeah. the head. This is what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I recognize, too, that by me saying this to you, it can feel like I've kind of clunked you in your third eye with a two-by-four uh, because, it, 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 you know, it kind of jolts us, right, and our emotional response can catch us off guard. So that's certainly not my intention. It just happens to be sometimes what happens. But that just means you're willing to go deep, right? You are actually willing to hear this for you to have that response. So that's great news. And um, for everyone else listening, you know, those are lifetimes that you'll want to check out. I'm not saying they'll be true for you, but you'll want to check those out as far as issues, as I mentioned, around visibility and personal power, because a lot of our sort of a formative lifetimes here on this planet, I'm not talking about other spaces and times, but on planet Earth, those tend to be the two um, different regions that bring up a lot of this kind of stuff and they both have very different energies right Lemuria is more of like a water emotion energy it's more of a Venus sort of energy yes. and Atlantis is yes. more of a fire you know Aries sort of energy and um yeah yep yeah so my, my Atlantis life I feel was good like I I, call, I recall memories, and the rem the memories are beautiful. And then mm -hmm. I get Lemuria, and it's like, ah, uh, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, my point for bringing that up is that sometimes we assume the Lemurian experiences are more gentle, but a lot of times I hear from folks that there's more trauma in that region than 
what they had in Atlantis. And keep in mind, I've had like 30,000 plus sessions over the years. So I've heard a lot of Atlantis and Lemuria. (laughs) So that's what I base it on. But, you know, you have to also, the other thing that was coming through strongly is with a name like Destiny, there's a, there's a vibration, right? That's attached to a name like that, that can put a lot of pressure on you, for example, as far as um, feeling like you're behind, right? Like you're, you should be further ahead. I should have created more by now. That sort of shutting energy. Does that make any sense? Yeah, absolutely. Because it, it implies something that actually isn't true for you. And it's, it's a wonderful name. Don't get me wrong. And it's the name you chose. Uh, vibrationally, you want to unpack some of the um, illusions that are attached with having a name like that so that you can really align to the vibration that's intended for you in this lifetime. Does that make any sense? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you for these yeah. truths. You're welcome. Wow. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. Well, enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Destiny. Uh, much love to you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. See, that and this so is why I do what I do, yeah. because I also know what it yeah. feels like to have those moments where it's like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. that's so true for me. Oh, I just, and we feel like we've lost a thousand pounds and we're fully aligned and there I am, right? That feeling of, oh, there I am. I don't have any more, yeah. you know, interference with the, my knowingness of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's that, those moments of of clarity. Like it's it's really, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's really like it's, it, the the energy of it. It's 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 so powerful and so profound because we feel it's like uh, in our heart and also in our body. It's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so thank you. Wonderful. Thank you again, Jennifer. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you having me today, and hopefully this information was really uh, helpful for people, at least yeah. taking away one aha mm-hmm. is always a good use of time, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Um, yeah, so can we take more questions? Well, I do have to get going. I do have some uh, clients right. that are waiting for me. Okay. So as much as I'd love to say, but people okay. um, certainly can find me on Facebook and mm-hmm. continue to bring forward questions if you would like to do that, if that feels of service, or okay. we can always do this another time too. <laughs> okay, absolutely. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes, yeah, so, so really, thank you. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Um, really grateful uh, about on what you do and on what you shared with us today. The really information was, was so powerful. Um, um, really love the call, everything you shared, and also the guidance you gave to uh, to the audience. It's, it was like you are speaking to each and every one of us. So uh, it was not <laughs> awesome. only about the callers. So, so yeah, thank awesome. you, thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you, you too. And uh, yeah, so everyone, uh, really, I want to thank you for for being here today with us, for bringing this really, really beautiful energy. Uh, it's it's really a co-creation between all of us, and you are like a really, really important part of it. So thank you so much for that. Thank you for your wonderful questions, and I'm sending you so much love. And see you on the next call. Bye bye, everyone. If you'd like to listen to live episodes and interact with our speakers, you can go to yourdivineuniqueness.com. Your, Y-O-U-R, divine, D-I-V-I-N-E, uniqueness, U-N-I-Q-U-E-N-E-S-S.com.